Hi, and welcome to our broadcast. I'm Brian Likens, and we're going to be looking today on this broadcast uh, in Philippians chapter 3. It's a very familiar scripture. We've talked about it before. I'm sure you've heard it many times. But I was reading in the in a book by Dr. David uh, Jeremiah called Ford, and it really just struck in me um, the times whenever we feel discouraged or times whenever we're, we feel like we're just not getting anywhere. We're spinning our wheels. And why is that? What's the cause of that? You know, recently I have, have been in a, uh, a fight and just battling with discouragement, going through some things in life and just feeling like, you know, I, I hadn't, wasn't where I should be, uh, fighting against the enemy, feeling like, uh, you know, I let, uh, I let the enemy in and, you know, had a little bit of sickness, had stuff coming at me and all these things going on. And, and it caused me to feel like that I was, you know, just so far away from God. And I just begin to, as I begin to pray and begin to seek the Lord. And I was reading this book and it just uh, sprang out at me uh, when Dr. David Jeremiah was talking about focus and how it brought you back into a place, focusing, getting your focus back and where we feel like we're discouraged. And and I'll read that to you in just a second, but let me go and open up a prayer and then we'll go right into this father in the name that's above every name. Lord, we worship you. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. We thank you, Lord, for working on our behalf always, Lord, that you're you're always working for us. Lord, we, we're so grateful to be a part of your kingdom. And Father, today, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for wisdom and insight and leading us into revelations to understand your word, to understand who we are and how to overcome and to be men and women of God, to be strong and faithful in this in these last days. And Lord, we thank you for giving us courage, giving us the strength, Lord God, to do what we need to do in these last days. And we thank you for it in the name that's above every name, the precious name of Jesus. So anyway, in Philippians chapter three, I want to read to you where this is in the beginning of this. This is where the Apostle Paul is talking to the church at uh, Philippi, and he's telling them, he's expressing to them how that he once had followed all the guidelines and all the regulations and all the laws and all these things and and lived up to every Jewish uh you know uh, custom and every Jewish law to a T <clears throat> fulfilled it and he was he was living up to it. But then he goes on, he said, I did all these things, but after knowing Christ and finding out who I am in Christ and my righteousness in him, This is where he talks about in Philippians chapter three, he says, but I count it all as loss that all of the work that I did makes no difference compared to Christ. All the works and the labor that I did means nothing. And this is where the the famous scripture comes in in uh, Philippians chapter three. And he says um, in the, in the, let me read it to you in the King James version, the King James, most people uh, read it like this. Uh, Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me, excuse me, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 
And then he says in verse 15, let us therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have for an ensample. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile or physical body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. That he is saying that I press on because this earthly life is not the end that God has prepared for us and is going to change us to be like him. So Paul was saying all these things that I looked at before, now I have changed what I am looking forward to and I press on. And here's where um, it, uh, I might be jumping ahead of myself. I want to read this to you here, but let me go ahead and read it to you in one of the other translations. In the Passion Translation, it says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. This is verse 13. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. He has a compelling focus. He focused himself. He centered himself he looked at when you take a magnifying glass, the power of the, the, the sun through a magnifying glass is, is powerful enough to ignite a fire if it's focused. But once you pull it out of focus, the heat goes away. The strength goes away. But when it's focused, it becomes like a laser. It becomes powerful. It becomes a, it, it actually becomes a weapon. It becomes something that can change what it is, what is actually it is looking at. So focus is very powerful. And let me look, read to you now in uh, Dr. David Jeremiah's book, <clears throat> Forward. And this is, uh, in the uh, the subtitles, the focus of my life, but I'm I'm not going to read all of it. I just want to read this one part. He says, <clears throat> "There have been times that I have been distracted, and times when I felt like I was being destroyed, times when I was discouraged and disappointed, and even felt defeated. But here's what I've learned: when those things start happening, it's because you've lost your focus." When I started feeling those emotions, I have to shut down and get away someplace with my Bible, my notebook, and my journal. I have to back away from all the pressure and say, Lord, I'm starting to feel things I shouldn't feel if I stay focused. Now help me to get focused again. Do you ever do that? Lord, help me to focus on your will for my life so I won't be distracted, destroyed, discouraged, disappointed, or defeated. When I do that, I have victory in my soul, and so will you. It is my wish for you that you will know God in such a way that you are absolutely certain what his purpose is for your life. He talked about when he felt defeated and he felt like he was 
he was going backward or things weren't, you know, things were not working the way they should, that he was out of focus. When things weren't happening the way he 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 knew they should be working or he, he began to feel defeated or he began to feel uh, discouragement. You know, any type of discouragement or, or any type of emotion that feels uh, like it's oppression or disappointing or it's discouragement, that's not God uh, him pouring out his spirit on you. If when God corrects you, even it, when you know you're wrong, there's still that hope on the inside of you. There's still that security that you know that, you know what, God's correcting me or he's, he's calling me out on this because or he's speaking to my heart and pricking my heart because I'm doing something that's not right. But yet I know he loves me and he's, and I don't feel shamed or guilt, but I feel like, Lord, thank you for correcting me. Thank you that you love me enough to point that out to me because you want me to change. So the, the, the oppression and the, and the disgrace or the guilt or the, all of those things, they come at us for the purpose of pushing us back, getting us off track to stop us in our tracks. All of those emotions of, of defeated or, or feeling like I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough or I haven't done enough. And, and whenever we, we start to look at ourselves and we think, you know, I, I should have been farther along. I should have done more I, or I could have done things differently. I made some choices that I, that I should have uh, changed or, or should have made a different choice or I should have changed after I made the choice and I still didn't change it. So we go through things in life and all of those feelings and emotions try to weigh in on us because it, it causes us to, to self-examine, but in a way that we are looking at ourselves in dis disgrace or defeat instead of looking at, yes, I made a bad choice, but God, I thank you that you're good enough and wonderful enough and powerful enough to help me to get out of this. Yeah, there might be some pain through it. There might be some suffering through it because I made some wrong choices, but I'm not alone. I'm not abandoned. And you will give me the strength and it won't be like as if I went through it myself, all by myself, all by myself. I can't sing right now because my voice is a little great. But you know, that old song is all, you know, it's just tearjerker all by myself. You know, no, you are not all by yourself. And that's where we get our focus back on what is true and what is right. Just like the Apostle Paul said, I forget those things that are behind me. Not only did the Apostle Paul have to forget about his self-righteousness and how he how he had uh, kept all of the Jewish customs and laws and, and at that point felt like he was something and then realizing when it was all paid through Jesus and that it was all all Jesus and none of him, then, you know, there's that kind of guilt and shame that I, I, I thought I was something. I worked and thought I was really the stuff and I was doing it and then come to realize that's arrogance and, and I needed God and I didn't even realize I needed God. And then the apostle Paul also had to look back at the, the things that he did of, of guilt and shame of murdering Christians and putting it in prison them and going after them and those that were those who are followers of Christ, now that he's come to revelation of it, realizing that he was harming and causing pain and suffering and even having those killed that believe the way he believes now. 
And so the Apostle Paul is looking at this and he has to look back at that and say, you know what? I forget about that. And I'm focusing on what is ahead of me, just like the Passion Translation. Let me read it to you in the message. The message says, friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. I'm focusing. I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. The New Living Translation says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. I like the Passion Translation, I forget all the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. So he's pressing on toward what is, lies ahead of him. And, you know, no, we don't need to just think about heaven so much that we we don't do our part here on the earth. You know, a lot of people say you're so heavenly minded, you're no, no earthly good. And there is some truth to that, but you can't be, you can't be too spiritually minded to be no earthly good. You can be too heavenly minded because you can get your focus on, it's all about me getting there and you're, you're, you're selfish in that way. But, but to be spiritually minded is to understand the truth of God's word and his righteousness. And you will be earthly good because you will carry the gospel and you will do the work of the kingdom and you will follow in, in Christ's footsteps. You will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You'll cast out devils. You will do mighty works in the name of Jesus and the power of God will flow through you. So yeah, you can be too heavenly minded where you're focusing on just when we get to heaven and that's it and that's all that's all I'm looking forward to no we need to do our part here on the earth and we need to keep that focus we need to get our focus back on god what is your plan for me what is your purpose for me i don't have to do everything i don't have to do every the the work of all of the kingdom you know a, a kingdom is made up of of many many uh, facets and 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 people that run the kingdom there, there are, are those that are in authorities and those that are workers and those that, that have gifts and talents that make up an, an entire city or a kingdom. And it takes all of them as a part to do that. So you won't do every part. You don't have to do every part. You just need to do your part. And so when you focus on just that, Lord, I'm focusing on you. I'm focusing on what you want me to do. And Lord, I don't, I don't have to be the, this great evangelist if that's not what you call me to be. I don't have to be a great pastor or a Bible teacher if that's not what you call me to be. I don't have to be a great speaker. I can be somebody that's just in the background if that's what you call me to be. Because what God has called us, we focus on that, our part on moving forward, walking in the plan, walking in his path, walking it out, searching and searching the scriptures, finding out what what God says is important, what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to walk, how I'm supposed to live, to be righteous, to be holy, to love, to walk in faith, to do the work of the kingdom. My part, Lord, I'm going to focus on what you've called me to do. And when I get my focus on that, then all of that discouragement, all that, that defeat goes away. Because when you begin to focus, when you begin to focus on the Lord, and you begin to you begin to call on his name and you realize lord your power is in me you have gifted me you have you have called me you have put talents on the inside of me and lord as i'm walking these out i'm walking hand in hand with you i'm doing the work of the kingdom and following your will 
for my life. And when you focus on doing your part for the Lord Jesus, what he's calling you to do, what he's compelling you to do, what he's put in your heart to do. Listen, many people will tell you, oh, you know, that's not, that's, that's not what God, you know, that's not great for the kingdom or that, that's not really a great thing. If the Lord has put it on your heart, you follow after what he puts on the inside of you and it will be the right thing. When, when God puts, compels you to be a blessing or to help someone or to work somewhere, it might look like to everybody else. It's not that spiritual. It's not that great. But if God is compelling you and you have a compassion for people or a certain thing in your, in, in your heart to do and you follow after that, the Lord will show himself strong and he will show up and show out. He will show you. And then, and as you begin to focus and as you begin to put your mind on him, you'll begin to see the joy will begin to stir. The joy will begin to rise up on the inside of you. As you focus, as you focus, the power will begin to increase. And you put your focus and your mind and your heart on that. And you begin to ask the Lord and begin to seek his face. Lord, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing it for my glory. I want to be a blessing and I want you to be glorified. I want you to be magnified. And as we follow after him and begin to focus on that, we will see those and, and uh, feel the, the, the discouragement, the defeated thoughts or emotions. They will begin to dissipate and disappear. We focus on him. We get our focus back and then we walk it out. And as we walk out what the Lord puts in our heart, not what, not what everybody or some, and maybe a religious organization says that you need to do or you have to follow. Listen, we are following after the Lord Jesus and it's a personal relationship. So if the Lord says, this is what I have for you. You remember when the disciples, this reminds me when, when the disciples were walking with Jesus and and the Lord uh, began to tell them about what was going to happen to to the disciples later on. And then uh, I believe it was John's mother said, well, what about my, what about him? What, what about him? What will happen with him? And, and the other disciples, as they begin to hear what, what Jesus was saying, they said, well, what about, what, what, how, what, what about him? Lord, they told him, you're, Jesus said, you're going to die this way, Peter. This is what they're going to do to you. They're going to, one day they will carry you off and they will carry you against your will. And he was telling them all this stuff. And he said, well, what about that disciple over there? He said, what is that to you? What is that to you? What happens to him? It ain't none of your business. What is your business is you to follow out the plan of God for your life. Whatever everybody else does, that's between them and the Lord. I'm not talking about leaving everybody to their own truth, like some people say. No, it's not about there is one truth, and it's following after the truth of God's word and what God says. But what getting in, into everybody else's life or everybody else's business, that's not our, that, that's none of our business. That is what, that, that is between them and the Lord. And in, in walking and living and uh, I'm not talking about doing, being immoral, people getting out and doing that. Well, that's between them and the Lord if that's what they want to do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about them walking out something for the Lord and we don't think it's the right thing to do or just like the, when the, the, uh, the people of the day were going out and they were doing works in the name of Jesus. They were healing, trying to heal people and cast out devils in the name of Jesus. And the disciples got mad and they said, hey, Lord, they are not with us, but they're out there. He said, leave them alone. 
if it's not of God, it will come to naught or it will just fade away. If they're working for the king or working in the name of the Lord and it's not the Lord doing it or the Lord leading them, it will eventually just fade out. You don't have to get all upset and get just focus on what I'm telling you to do. So if we focus, put our focus, put our life, our heart and, and focus on what God is calling us. When those thoughts of discouragement, those thoughts of defeat begin to try to rise up on us, get back to just spending that time with the Lord. You know, the Lord is easy. The Bible says that his burden, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's what Jesus said about him. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, yoke is what they hooked up to an oxen to, to, they yoked them up together to pull and plow the field. So that was work and that was labor. But Jesus said, my yoke, what I have for you to do, it is, it is not too much for you. What I give you to do, if it's hard, I'll help you through it. If it's difficult, I will strengthen you to do it. I'll give you what you need to get through. But he, he doesn't, he doesn't put so much on us that we're, we feel like we're going to collapse or we're going to fall. That is when we are doing it alone or we're trying to carry it ourselves and to do our own thing or to do something good for the Lord, but it's not what he asks us to do. So if we're, we're being pulled in a direction or we're being pulled on by so many people and we feel guilty because we can't do enough and, you know, don't feel guilty. Just do what you can do. Do your part. Focus on what God has given you. And if you're being pulled so much that it's causing you so much pressure that you're wanting to give up, then you need to pull back and say, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to get my focus back. Lord, I want to regain focus. And I want to ask you, Lord, is what I'm doing what you really want for me? Is this what you're calling me? Is this what you're asking of me? Because if it's not you, I don't want to do it. So living, looking at those things and, and uh, facing discouragement or defeat, pull away and refocus, pull away and get our focus back, pull away and get with God and say, Lord, I'm just going to spend some time with you. And I'm going to ask you to reveal to me your plan, your purpose, your pursuit, your will for my life. And I know that what you have for me is good. And I'll do the best of my ability to follow after it. And Lord, as you lead and as you guide, I'm going to walk and I'm going to step. I'm not going to run ahead of you, but I'm going to walk with you and you're walking with me. And I'm so glad that you promised in your word, you'll never leave me and you'll never forsake me. You won't abandon me. So thank God that we have a savior that is always there, always picking us up, always lifting us up, always going before the father, interceding for us on our behalf ever working with us and for us to keep us until the day that he returns. Amen. Let me go ahead and end this in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for helping us to get our focus, Lord God, and, and regain focus. And, and Lord, when we feel discouraged or we feel like we're going through something that's too much for us, that Lord, we just stop and we pull back. We get along with you and we just begin to worship you, Lord God. We worship you and we begin to, to focus on you. And then we begin to, to, to listen for you to speak to us and lead us and guide us so that we can focus on what you've called us to do and not what the whole world is doing or what, what we, we think we need to be doing. But Lord God, what you're asking of us to do and we can focus on that and we can be know that we're pleasing you because we're following after you and we're doing it by faith in the name that's above every name. 
the precious name of Jesus. Amen.